Hey, sweet friend, welcome to the Free and Well podcast. I am so glad you're here. Are you ready to start growing your confidence and knowing that you are enough? Are you ready to stop being so hard on yourself, second guessing yourself, and putting off those amazing goals you have? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I'm a therapist, life coach, and a dog mom. And I remember being right where you are. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith and psychology-based tools to help you start being kinder to yourself, start creating consistent, positive, healthy routines, and start setting healthy boundaries. It's time for you to break free from self-doubt and your inner critic. You are worthy and enough just as you are today. And even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from this show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. All right, my friend, it is your time. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. Hello, hello, hello. Okay, lovely friend. I am here. I am at the park. Harper is roaming around, scoping out little gopher holes, and it is lovely. It is lovely out here. This is part of me trying to infuse more fun and more play. And for me, I spend a lot of my work day inside. And so something that I've been knowing and noticing that I need more of is time outside. Like time outside, fresh air, sunshine, just fuels my soul and I need it. And so instead of recording my podcast at my desk inside, like I normally would, I am here outside at the park. Um, And I'm sure that you can hear the lovely birds in the background and I'm so excited. So what we're gonna be talking about today is why healing your self-talk changes the game. Why this changes the game. Why this can be so life-changing. And the reason why I wanna talk about this, I put out a reel where I was talking about healing your self-talk and really what that work looks like. And I realized, I'm like, oh my gosh, we need to talk about why this matters. We need to talk about why starting to be kinder to yourself, why healing the way that you speak to yourself, why healing the way that you treat yourself is so important. Why this work needs to be a priority and is something that we absolutely should be doing. And of course, this is a huge part of the work that I'm here to support you in, what we do in Bloom, what we do in this podcast. And I'm, I just realized, I'm like, we need to dive into this. Why, why, why this deeply matters, okay? So here I have seven reasons, and I can guarantee you that throughout this episode, I'm going to add in one or two impromptu <laughs> reasons. But I'm going to start out and say that we have seven. So seven reasons why healing your self-talk can change your life and changes the game. Okay. So what I first off want to start us with is when you are being a poop, um, when you're being judgmental, when you're being really hard on yourselves. Okay. Pardon the language. When you're being mean to yourself, right? When, when you're being really mean and hard on yourself. Okay, here are a couple of things that happen here. I want us to start with what's going on when we are being really mean to ourselves. First off, let me give you a couple of examples. 
one example of what this could look like is you make a mistake and you are really critical of yourself super hard on yourself maybe harder on yourself than anyone else actually is okay another example of this could be you say something that just sounds kind of funny or silly and then your initial instinct is to judge yourself and say oh my god why would i say that why did i say that why did i do that some type of judgment or degrading comment towards yourself okay so those are a couple of examples when we think about self-talk how you are treating yourself how you speak to yourself when you look in the mirror what are you saying to yourself when you are moving through your day and you have big feelings come up when you have something difficult to move through how are you talking yourself through it okay when we are in a space of being really judgmental towards ourselves being really mean to ourselves being really critical there are a couple of things that are happening so number one is this keeps us in fight flight energy Okay, so when we are being really tough on ourselves, when we are being really critical, that actually is activating our fight flight system. That's activating this fight flight response, which is adrenaline, cortisol, heart racing, shallow breathing, your body preparing for some type of um, attack or needing to rescue or needing to take some type of intense action okay when we are in this nervous system state we are not able to access the part of our brain that helps us make really rational logical choices we're also not able to access the part of our brain or or the state of being that allows us to really connect with other people to really be present and engaged we are not able to do that when we are in fight flight because if you can imagine that a gazelle hears something rustling in the bushes at that moment the gazelle has no other priority its brain has no other priority than survival right so number one when we're being really mean to ourselves when our self-talk is really judgmental degrading maybe even just doubting right maybe doubting questioning just not helpful we are kept in this fight flight state, okay? Number two thing that happens when we're here is that it really distracts us from the moment. So like I said, it's really hard for us to be present and engaged when we are in this state. So if you can imagine that you're in a moment of judging yourself, criticizing yourself, doubting yourself, it's going to be very difficult. Like I want you to genuinely ask yourself, how engaged am I in what I'm doing? If I'm really in my head, really in the doubt, really in the insecurity or in the judgment, right? My mind's taking me down all these rabbit holes. How engaged are you with what you're doing? How present are you in the moment? Right? And then this takes me into number three is going to be that it distracts you from the long term. So if we are spending so much of our day to day in doubt, insecurity, judgment, that's going to impact not only our day-to-day, -day, but if we also zoom out, that's going to deeply impact our day-to-day -day or our, <laughs> our long-term. Sorry, I glanced over and Harper's having way too much fun digging. So it distracts us in the long-term, right? If we're doing this, if we're judging ourselves, questioning ourselves, doubting ourselves in the day-to-day, -day, 
it's also going to impact the long term if we zoom out and that's what's happening most of the day every day right and when I talk about distractions when I talk about distractions I am referring to distracting you from what you're here for distracting you from what God has for you, distracting you from your purpose, distracting you from loving on the people around you, distracting you from enjoying your life, enjoying these beautiful moments that God is blessing you with, but we are so blinded and distracted by our doubt, our judgment, being so caught up in our mind and in our thoughts, right? And that impacts us in the moment. And then also if we zoom out in our lives, It is a distraction. It is a distraction from the enemy to keep us from what we are here for. The peace, the well-being, the passion, the excitement, the purpose, the connection, the love, the expansion, the growth. It is a distraction. It is a distraction. Okay? So those are a couple things that happen when we are struggling with our self-talk. Okay. So what we are going to move into now are the seven reasons why healing your self-talk, creating a healthier dialogue with yourself, a healthier way of interacting with yourself, treating yourself, responding to yourself, seven ways that that can change your life, why that can be game changing. Okay, so number one is that when we are able to create a healthier self-talk, more compassionate, gentle, encouraging, empowering self-talk, that helps us come back into our window of tolerance. Okay, this helps us come back into our window of tolerance. And reminding you that our window of tolerance, so in any given moment, and this is a very simplification, but I think it's helpful to acknowledge, and we dive deep into this in Bloom. So when we think about our nervous system, Okay, we can either be in fight or flight. In any given moment, we are in fight or flight. We are in our window of tolerance or we are in freeze. Again, this is an oversimplification, but just so we have a little context here. When we are able to be kind to ourselves, we have a tough moment. We're able to validate ourselves, say, oh my gosh, yeah, this is tough. Oh my gosh, of course you feel that way. It's okay for you to feel this way any of those things, right? Some type of validation, acknowledgement, honoring what you're feeling. We are able to come back into our window of tolerance. And the window of tolerance is everything. This is huge. When we are in our window of tolerance, you are able to connect with people. You are able to be more present. You are able to tune into your creativity. You are able to enjoy all these little moments you are able to use rational, logical thinking. You are able to use problem solving, communicate effectively, like <laughs> everything positive and helpful for, for everyday living, right? So there are moments where we need to be in fight or flight. There are moments where we need to be in freeze or else we wouldn't have these systems. Like God blessed our bodies with these systems because we need them. But I'm saying in our everyday life, that there are so many amazing things that happen when we're able to come back into our window of tolerance, okay? So creating a healthier, healthier self-talk allows us to come back into our window of tolerance where all of these things are accessible to us, feeling more present, feeling engaged, okay? Number two, healing your self-talk allows you 
to really honor your experience to honor and what do I mean by that honoring your experience what I mean by that is honoring what's going on in your life what is your experience of what is happening in your life in any given day in any given moment when you start becoming gentler with yourself kinder to yourself more compassionate we are able to honor what our experience is and how many of us feel so deeply disconnected from even what is my experience and this is something that's actually been coming up for me a little bit in my own therapy that I didn't even realize because <laughs> I've done so much work around a lot of this right which is why I'm here supporting you and sharing all of this but in even deeper levels like realizing, oh my gosh, there's even deeper levels of me honoring my experience, honoring my feelings, honoring my needs. There are deeper levels of that that I haven't been acknowledging and honoring. And that's huge because, and this will lead us more into number three, when we are gentle with ourselves, we are kind, we are encouraging, we are empowering in our self-talk and how we treat ourselves, we are able to more deeply and honestly connect with our emotions and our needs. And don't miss that word honest. We are honestly and more deeply able to connect with our emotions and our needs. Because if I have a tough moment come up, a tough emotion, maybe I'm feeling anxious, maybe I'm feeling stressed, maybe I'm feeling a moment of insecurity, Okay. If I am able to respond in that moment with, oh my gosh, of course you feel that way. This is so heavy. This is a lot. This is really difficult. It makes perfect sense that you're feeling that way. And it's okay that I feel that way. It's okay that we feel this way. That's okay. If I can respond to that, what I am doing is I am telling myself that it is safe to feel what you are feeling that I care about how you are feeling, that I want to honestly know what emotions are coming up for you. When we spend a lot of our lives pushing away our feelings, judging ourselves for having certain feelings or needs, telling ourselves that we're wrong for them, you shouldn't have that need, you shouldn't feel that way. When we do that, I think what can happen sometimes is when we try to push them away for so long, sometimes those voices, right? The emotions, the needs, they get so muffled up. They get muffled, they get murky because we have not been honoring them. And so as we start to become more aware, more willing, more open to honestly hear, how am I feeling here? And it is okay to feel this way the more clear these messages get, the more, the more um, clarity you're able to have as you are starting to tune in, like your, your emotions, your ability to discern what you are feeling and what's going on for you becomes stronger. Your understanding of your needs also becomes more clear because you are telling yourself, I care about how you feel I want to know and it's okay for you to feel this way, right? If you can imagine a little child, if you can imagine that you have a little, a little kiddo 
who comes to you and says that they're upset. And if you constantly told that little child, you shouldn't feel this way, you shouldn't feel this way, go away, I don't wanna hear it, it's not gonna take them long to figure out that you don't wanna hear it, right? And then they're probably gonna stop telling you. They're, I mean, probably gonna start acting out in different ways, which is a perfect metaphor <laughs> for what happens with our emotional well-being, right? Is that we stop noticing them, hearing them clearly, right? It's not a healthy dynamic there where we're like, hey, I'm open to receive you. I'm open to see you and hear you emotions because you have important messages to tell me and I wanna hear. So the more that we are able to move into the space of, it's okay for me to feel whatever I'm feeling. It's okay for me to make mistakes. It's okay for me to have certain needs. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay, right? The more that we do that, the more clearly we are able to discern what emotions we are experiencing and also the needs that we have. And this, this part's huge. This part is huge because I think so, so many of us maybe never learned how to do this. Maybe we never learned how to tune in to how am I feeling? What do I need here? And I will tell you that there was a long period of my life that that was my experience. It's like, I don't even know how I genuinely feel because I have been pushing down my true feelings for so long. I don't even know how I want to show up in this situation. I don't even know what type of boundary I would want to set because I have pushed these feelings down for so long. And then we don't even know. We feel disconnected from ourselves. I don't know what I want. I don't know how I feel. I don't know what I need, right? I don't know if you felt any of that murkiness. I've definitely been there towards the start of this journey for me, absolutely. And as you start to practice tuning in to how am I feeling? It's okay for me to feel whatever I'm feeling. How am I feeling? The more that you do these things, the clearer it gets, the easier it is to discern. And you're building this relationship with yourself, with your emotions, knowing that it's safe to feel these things and that you actually want to hear them. So they're willing to speak up because you want to receive them, right? Okay, so next, moving into number four. Number four. And I kind of just touched on this already, but number four is when we heal our self-talk, again, being gentle with ourselves, being encouraging, being loving, we are more clearly able to know what we need. And this part's huge. This part's so, so huge. Knowing what we need, right? How many times have you come into a situation, a conflict in a relationship, kind of a, a big life transition, some big choices, and you're like, I just don't even know. I don't even know where I wanna go. I don't know what I need right and again I just touched on this that so often that can come from we either never really learned to tune in to our feelings to our needs to our desires and or we pushed them like we we genuinely pushed them away we told ourselves I shouldn't be feeling this way you shouldn't want that that's not what everyone else is doing people are going to think you're super weird right Number five, 
Oh, and these perfectly go together. Number five is you are more clearly able to know what step would feel helpful, what your next step wants to be. Because as you are being gentle and loving and affirming to yourself, you're becoming more in tune with your emotions, to your authentic voice, to your needs, to your desires. And that's gonna help you guide what's your next step. That's gonna help guide you there. And again, a huge piece of this, my, my beautiful, lovely friend, a huge, huge piece of this is being honest with yourself in these things, being honest. What am I honestly feeling here? What do I honestly need here? And this is a skill, this takes practice, 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 repetition, building up this muscle with yourself, rebuilding this trust with yourself. Okay, so it takes time, but it's absolutely something that you can build. It is absolutely something that you can build and strengthen. Okay. Next one here is number six. Healing your self-talk allows you to be less in your head and more in the present moment. And how many of us want that? We want to feel less anxiety, less insecure, right? So much of that, I think if we were to really look deep down at what you're genuinely wanting is to just feel free to just be yourself and to just enjoy your life, <laughs> right? I just want to be me and I just want to enjoy my life. And so when we are able to start being compassionate to ourselves, being gentler, kinder, encouraging, empowering, validating to ourselves in any given moment, we're allowed and able to be more present. We are able to be more present. And again, part of this is related to coming back into our window of tolerance, right? And part of it is just we spend less time beating ourselves up in our head, right? If we're spending less time judging ourselves and beating ourselves up and criticizing ourselves, we have more time to actually be present and enjoy things rather than doubting ourselves, questioning ourselves, criticizing ourselves. Okay. And then last one here, number seven, is that when we create healthier self-talk, we are able to more genuinely connect with other people. This one's so interesting. We're able to more genuinely connect with other people because related to this last one, we are more present, right? We are more present, we are more engaged. And what happens is if in any given moment, if I am able to validate and affirm myself, if in a, a tough moment, if I respond with, whew, that is hard, oh my gosh, that is so much. <sighs> of course you feel that way. It's okay. It's okay for you to feel that way. This is a lot. If I am able to do that for myself, I do not need to go seek that from other people because I've already given myself that validation. I've already acknowledged my feelings, acknowledged how I'm doing. So I don't need to go seek that from other people. And if I have already validated myself, the way that I'm showing up in my relationships is going to be very different. 
very different because I don't need your validation. And of course, I will say that we still, of course, need some validation, (laughs) right? Nothing that I'm saying to you is to encourage you to be like a lone island, but I'm talking about in reference to when we need 5 million opinions about something, when we are asking, you know, a hundred different people about how this thing that you did or said and like how maybe someone's upset about it and right, just ruminating, overthinking the rabbit holes, that's what I'm referring to, okay? So if we're able in these situations to maybe go to one or two wise counsel, right? And you are able to validate yourself of, okay, yeah, this, this, this is hard. This is a lot. Really acknowledging your experience. I am able to show up and engage with people in a different way because I don't need your approval. I don't need your validation. If I get that cool, super <laughs> awesome sauce, but I don't need that. I don't need that to feel safe in what I'm feeling. I don't need that to feel okay with what I'm experiencing right now. I don't need that to feel stable and secure. I already feel stable and secure because I validated myself. And now I can just really be present with you and engage with you, right? Enjoy you, have fun, right? But I already feel stable and secure in my in myself and my experience. And again, that could be also you've reached out to a couple people who are your wise counsel, right? Okay, so I want you to take a second here. I'm going to read these again. So the seven ways that healing your self-talk can change your life, okay? Number one, it helps bring you back into your window of tolerance. Number two, allows you to more deeply and genuinely honor your experience, what you're going through. Number three, it helps you be more deeply connected with your emotions and needs. Number four, you are more clearly able to know what you need. Number five, you're more clearly able to know what next step would feel helpful. Number six, you're less in your head, you can be more present. And number seven, you're able to more genuinely connect with other people. Okay. So I want you to take a breath here, soak it all in, place your hands on your heart if you'd like to, taking a really nice slow breath, letting that anchor in. And I want you to notice which one is standing out to you or what is one nugget you really want to walk away with. Okay, naming that one thing that you're going to walk away with. Taking another nice big breath, filling up the belly releasing through the mouth beautiful okay my friend and if this is something that you want to dive into i invite you i invite you to go and check out bloom my group coaching experience my group coaching program our next round is going to be starting in april okay this will be mid to late april and if you sign up now or in the next couple of weeks you're going to get early bird pricing before the pricing increases. So go and check it out. It is eight weeks of literally this, (laughs) literally this deeply diving into practical tools, coaching, body-based tools, mindset tools and practices, all to support you 
and creating healthier self-talk and being kinder to yourself, standing in your enoughness, knowing that you are enough and feeling more confident. Okay, so we create daily routines. I teach you powerful tools and practices. We have coaching throughout the week in our Voxer community. It's an amazing, amazing program all around this, helping you be kinder to yourself, befriending yourself, befriending your inner critic so that you can start being you, feeling more free, feeling more confident, showing up more confidently in your life, in your work, in your relationships. Okay, that is exactly what this program is for. So if you want to learn more, you can head down to the link below or freeandwell.org slash bloom freeandwell.org slash bloom. Thanks for tuning in today. I hope this episode spoke to you and encouraged you. And before you go, I have an online community that is just for you. Head to freeandwellcommunity.com and be sure to enter your email so you can be the first to hear about new episodes, to get Monday morning journal prompts and to get special gifts from me. All right, my friend, I will see you at our next coaching coffee date. I hope you have a beautiful rest of your day.